May we affirm our faith and joy and a willing spirit as we hear today's scripture. Our reading is from Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 24. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what is seen? What is seen? This is God's word to God's people. Thanks Thanks be to God. So last Sunday's worship service didn't go exactly the way that we planned it to. We had an order of worship written out, and we had some elements of worship that we were planning to do. But as we were relocating to the Thousand Oaks United Methodist Church, we realized that some of the things that we wanted to do in worship that day were not what we had planned to do. So we spend time in prayer and reflection, people sharing their stories of evacuation, and their their finding out about Noelle's passing and how all of that came to be. And we just took the moment to grieve, to recognize that our God is big enough to walk with us through all of our pain, through all of our heartache, through all of our questions. And we let go of some of the things that we had planned to do. Last Sunday was Veterans Day. I don't think that we mentioned veterans once in our service. That's not because we don't appreciate our veterans, but because we had so many other things to do. But today is Thanksgiving Sunday, and what better day than today to say thank you to our veterans. So can I ask our veterans to stand where you are? We thank you for your service, and we thank all of the family members that have supported you through all of this, your significant others who waited while you were deployed, your mothers, your fathers, your sons, your daughters, your brothers and sisters. The list goes on of people who supported you and aided you in the process so that you could serve our nation. And for that, we recognize that everyone who is connected to a veteran has served in their own way as well. And for that, we say thank you too. Last Sunday was also supposed to be Staff Appreciation Sunday. (laughs) So I want to take a moment, even though most of our staff is not here right now, to let you know how much I truly appreciate them and how we all need to say thank you to them. The majority of our staff was displaced from their home for some portion of time over the last week. That being said, 
they were so faithful to serving this community, reaching out via text message, checking to make sure that things were taking place and that people were taken care of, that emails got out and notifications were sent so that we all knew what the plans were. Emails sent from hotel rooms, uh, Facebook posts happening on the fly in cars, so that we could notify you to the best of our abilities. A willingness to, to, to make a long drive on a day that's not a typical work day, to be present, to be at our vigil. All of our staff has been so impressive, even to the point that we had to send Manuel home last Friday while the church was under evacuation orders because he was going to set up for Sunday's 8 a.m. service regardless of what happened. And when we found out that he was there, we immediately said, no, go home. The church is under evacuation orders. We'll make do. It's okay. We want you to be safe. Our staff has been so diligent, so faithful, and has served our community so well. Walt and I would not be able to be the pastors that we are to you if it weren't for Vinia, Joanna, John, Gloria, Jenny, Manuel, Nick, the list goes on and on because they help us to be in ministry to you so that you can be in ministry to the community. If you have a chance to reach out to any of them, please do so because while we weren't able to recognize them here in worship last Sunday, they have been great assets to our ministry and they need to know that we appreciate them and are thankful for them. And I know that we've said this in many different ways, both, both in the prayers this morning and last week, but I want to again say that I am thankful for our firefighters and first responders. They have been amazing. Coming as far away from Alaska and Texas and everywhere in between to keep our state safe. Amen, exactly. Um, to keep us safe. And while they could not save all of our homes and all of our structures, they have fought valiantly for us and have done amazing things. And I want to hold them in prayer because some of them are still working to extinguish the fire, but some have moved on to a more daunting job. Their job is to now locate the missing loved ones, find out what happened to them, and report to families when the loved ones have lost their lives in the fires. It is heartbreaking work, but they do it faithfully because that is their ministry. It's their way of giving back. And for that, we say thank you. And we pray that their souls may be protected and guarded, that it does not defeat them, but they find the strength to continue and to persevere. Amen? Amen. All of that being said and all of the th ways that I've told you that I'm thankful, I'll tell you right now that I'm not quite sure I'm ready for Thanksgiving on Thursday. <laughs> it could be because it's the earliest it could possibly be on the calendar on the 22nd of the month, and there's another Thursday after it in November. But it could be that we've gone through, through a lot in the last two weeks. We have borne a great deal of pain as a community, but that being said... What better reason to have Thanksgiving, to have a moment to pause, to reflect, to turn our eyes to our Lord and give appreciation for all that we have.
As we prepare to gather around our tables and give thanks this year, I think we gather with a different focus than we would have two weeks ago. Our world, our lives, our very beings have changed in the last two weeks. And I have some hopes for us as we prepare for Thanksgiving in the season ahead. I hope that there is less focus on the food on the table and more focus on those around the table, that we draw our loved ones in close, we hug them, and we let them know how important they are to us, that we take the time to appreciate those in our lives. And if you don't have a place to celebrate this Thanksgiving, that you don't have somewhere to go, please come see me after service, because I know several places in the community that are providing meals, and they will welcome you in as family and make sure that you are taken care of and supported so that you have a table to gather at as well. All right? I hope that there is less emphasis on the deals on Black Friday and more emphasis on how we deal with others. Are we extending grace and love and hope to others, or are we viewing those that serve and assist us as mere objects that are there to help us to get to an end goal? Let us take the time to see the sacred worth of each person that we interact with this Thanksgiving and Advent season, that we are affirming their beauty and their grace as God's beloved children and start from that place and not from a place of I need this and your job is merely to serve me. I hope that we consider how we are allocating our our money this holiday season. Are we looking at more possessions and more things to add to our homes? Or are we looking at giving to others Where is the greatest need? Now, I know some of us are at the place that we need to replenish and restock after the fires, but there's some of us who have this need to give gifts that might not really be needed or wanted, and they may be appreciated, but again, it's stuff. I think we've learned over the last week that stuff is not the most important thing, right? Um because we had to make some choices about what we were gonna take off of our walls and pack in our cars and what we were gonna leave at home. There's a United Methodist pastor who is recently retired, but while he was serving a church in Ohio, wrote a book entitled, Christmas is Not Your Birthday, (laughs) in which he, you like that one, all right. And he encouraged his congregation now I'm going to tell you. I'm going to. More, I'm going to tell you ahead of time. I'm not making this challenge of you, unless you feel so inspired. He challenged his congregation to evaluate how much they spent on the Christmas season, from parties to travel to the presents that they bought, and then said, "Whatever you spent on those three things, you should give to the glory and honor of Jesus as well." So whether it was giving to the church, giving to a community organization that they remembered that their focus was first and foremost that Christmas was Jesus' birthday and that we wanted to do stuff that brought honor and glory to our Lord. So consider how you're allocating your funds. Maybe not take that challenge as stridently as his congregation was challenged to do, but consider how your gifts this season 
might help those that are most in need. These are some of my hopes for Thanksgiving, but I have a larger hope as well. I recognize that our community and our world, our very earth, is in the midst of those labor pains that was discussed in the scripture this morning. We are hurting. We are suffering. We are crying out. And I hope and wait with eager longing for something new and transformative to be born out of our pain. I hope and long for our community and for our world to be redeemed, to experience resurrection. That as the Conejo Valley, as Thousand Oaks, Westlake Village, Malibu, Calabasas, Agora Hills, that we embrace the themes of Thousand Oaks Strong, or 805 Strong, or 118 Strong, I don't know if that actually ever came out, but it should be there, um, or Wosley Fire Strong, or California strong, but let's take it several steps further. Let's not just embrace it for our community, but let's try to be kingdom strong so that we are people that bring about the kingdom of God here on earth so that we remember what we are supposed to be striving for. We are a community that perseveres, that keeps fighting, that continues to shine a light into a world that is unfortunately so full of darkness. We will be shaped by the last two weeks, but we will be not be defined by the tragedy. Rather, we will be defined by the outpouring of love and support that has been so beautiful to behold. We will be defined by our very children this morning making Thanksgiving bags for many mansions, and then many mansions reaching out to us in the middle of the week and saying, are you sure that we're the best recipient of these gifts this year? Please pray and consider how they might be used and if they need to be allocated elsewhere. Even though it's a community in need, they wanted to make sure that others that were suffering more than them were taken care of and supported. And for that, we give thanks. We will be defined by schools supporting other schools and teams supporting other teams that are displaced and affected by the fires. I know that this is not our specific community, but how many of you guys have heard the story of the Paradise Girls volleyball team? Okay, I saw a couple hands. The Paradise Girls volleyball team had a championship game that was set for Saturday, the 10th of November, but had lost all of their uniforms and equipment in the fire. The girls said that they still wanted to attend the game in Auburn, California, regardless of not having the proper equipment. Upon arrival, the opposing Auburn team had made each of the girls new uniforms, purchased them new shoes and pads. Not only that, they made them a meal after the game, provided each girl with a $300 gift card, and gave each girl a large, ba a large bag of supplies and clothing. They then presented the teams with $16,000 that they had raised for them. This is the kingdom of God at work. Similarly, we have a youth who is a member of the Calabasas High School football team. Their CIF game, and it was like one of the tiers, they were making their way to the Southern California division to see if they could make it all the way to CAF championship. Um, their CIF game was postponed because of the fact that the fires had displaced most of their team. 
when the team was finally able to gather and make their way to San Juan Capistrano for their, for their game, the San Juan Hills community put their rivalry aside to welcome the Calabasas High School team, to give them comfort, to provide them with a meal, and to make sure that they knew that the game was less important than the fact that they were safe and they knew that they were loved. This is grace and compassion that was felt and appreciated. This is kingdom work. Have you guys heard about the most epic lemonade stand ever? All right, we got some yeses, we got some noes, but I need you guys, for those of you who don't know, I need to tell you this story. This is right here in our own community, just down the street. A woman named Shannon Asmus Atkins emailed some of her friends and said, I want to do something to reach out to those that were affected by the borderline tragedy and those impacted by the fires. And I want to do a lemonade stand, but I don't want to do one of those lemonade stands that only raises $124. And her friend said, Let, what can we do? Let's rally our troops together and see how we can work to bring something together. And they named it the most epic lemonade stand ever. And I'm glad that they did because it truly was. On Friday, they had their lemonade stand for six hours, served thousands of people, and over, between that day and the days to come, they have raised over $52,000 for our community. That's amazing. And that is the spirit and the kingdom at work. All of these are examples of the first fruits of the spirit that are growing out of our pain and heartache. Things done out of the goodness of our hearts to reach to the hearts of others. On Friday night at our prayer vigil, I prayed these words. We ask that, you, that we may be filled with the Spirit and that from all of us there might come a great outpouring of love on a scale like never seen before because our friends matter, our family matters, our children matter. All of your children matter, O oh Lord. I am thankful for the ways in which we have said to the community and the community has said to the world that we're not going to be shaped by these tragedies, but instead we are going to bring overflowing love to those that are in pain so that we can sing the kingdom of God. I'm so thankful for the ways that I have seen, I just said that, the outpouring of love in our community. I hope that this outpouring of love gains a momentum that transforms our world. Let us use our pain and heartache to build something new, to see resurrection, to be transformed and redeemed so that we might be thankful for how God is at work, even in the midst of our heartache, so that as we work to bring about something new, we're not really bringing about something new at all. We're bringing about something very old, but is rarely seen, the kingdom of God here on earth. Amen? Amen. Amen.